Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, before we jump into this next episode, I just wanted to put my upcoming fitness accountability challenge on your radar. So it doesn't start until mid-June. It actually starts on my 43rd birthday, but the whole point of this challenge is to keep us accountable to a regular fitness routine. And the challenge is going to be eight weeks, and I just know how things get in the summer. We're busy, we're traveling, we're on vacation, we're at barbecues. There's a lot of things that happen in the summer that can derail our efforts when it comes to our fitness routine. So this challenge is all about getting those workouts done, checking them off our list, and getting the results that we want as far as our physique goes, building muscle, getting a sweat on, all the good stuff that we enjoy when it comes to fitness. So the reason I'm reminding of it, reminding of you of this now is because I actually added a special bonus for you. And if you sign up for the wait list, you will receive five free workouts right now to jumpstart your fitness, to get you excited for this challenge. And then also being part of the wait list, you are going to be one of the first people to know about when this program launches and you're going to be getting a deep discount on the price of the program. And the program's going to include brand new workouts, video demos, a training calendar, all the things that you need to stay on track and stay accountable. But or the other thing I want to tell you, as far as being on this wait list, there's going to be some extra bonuses that have to do with nutrition, um, accountability, giveaways. There's so much good stuff coming. So you definitely want to add your name to this wait list. So I'm going to include it here in the show notes. Like I said, if you sign up, you know, there's no obligation to sign up for the actual challenge. It just keeps you in the loop about what is happening with it. And just by signing up, you are going to get those five free workouts delivered right th- to your inbox. So you can get going right away with your fitness, get a little motivation, get a little sweat on. um, And yeah, just get you excited for this fitness challenge. Anyways, um, I hope you sign up and I hope you enjoy this next episode. If you're new to macros, or maybe you're a veteran who has used them on and off for years, you may have struggled with consistency as far as tracking them goes. In this video, I'm gonna talk about how to get consistent with your macros so you can get the best possible results. Hello and welcome to my YouTube channel. I am Tina Hopper. I am the woman behind the Carrots and Cake brand. I'm an FDN practitioner, a nutrition coach, and I love helping women get to their body composition goals. In this video, we're gonna talk all about how to get consistent with tracking your macros because getting to the body composition goals that you want is a lot of the time about doing the same boring things again and again, but consistency at the end of the day is what is going to help you achieve your goals. Okay, so let's dive right into this. So I think the first tip and maybe the most important tip is really getting your mindset right behind this. So if you're somebody who is looking to lose weight, to get to a specific body transformation, you need to be consistent. And if you are tracking macros as a tool to help you get to your goals, 
you signed up for this. This is something that you have decided to do. Nobody is making you do this. So I think reminding yourself of that is really important because it puts the accountability on you. No one else can track your food, meal prep, feed you the food. It is all on you. So knowing that and taking accountability for that can be really motivating because you need to do certain things as far as tracking your macros to get the best possible results. Another thing that I like to ask myself when it comes to this mindset stuff is who do you want to be? And a lot of times when I think about this, when it comes to my diet, my fitness, my lifestyle, I do. I pictured this woman who is fit and healthy and vibrant and has energy and who's happy and motivated and you know, all the great things that we want out of life for ourselves. I picture that person and I ask myself, what would this person do in this situation? Would they track their macros consistently? Would they prioritize protein? Would they prioritize whole foods? What would this person do? And a lot of times when I'm not in the mood to track or I'm feeling a little bit lazy, I remind myself of this. And that is motivation enough to actually track the macros, to actually make it happen when it comes to hitting my macros, getting enough protein, getting enough fiber, and doing my best to make good choices is treating yourself as a beginner. So if you are a beginner to tracking macros, this is definitely gonna resonate with you. If you're somebody who's tracked macros in the past and maybe you're revisiting them, trying them again, hopefully these will be some good ideas for you. But I think treating yourself as a beginner sets some expectations for yourself. So it's like anything in life. Like if you're learning to knit or play golf or ride a bike or something like that, you're not gonna be good at it right away. It's gonna take some practice. It's gonna take some reps as I tell my clients. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So tracking your macros on the very first day is gonna be time consuming. You have to weigh your food, you have to measure your food, you have to read package labels. Like it takes time to put things together. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the faster it becomes, it becomes just part of what you do. And I think that's important as far as like getting into that routine and being okay with it taking a little bit more time in the beginning. So as far as the beginner mindset goes, I would definitely look at tracking macros as a tool with grace and not non-judgment and curiosity. So I think there's a lot of frustrations in the beginning because yeah, it is time consuming. You do have to pay attention to things a little bit more, um, but going into it with that non-judgment, like not getting down on yourself, not getting frustrated with it, going into it being like, I'm a beginner. This is gonna take a little bit longer. Or even putting yourself in the shoes of a child or maybe your kid. Like a lot of times I think about what I would say to my son, he is almost nine and if he was trying to pick up a new skill, he just learned how to rollerblade. And you know, if he got frustrated in the beginning and like wanted to quit, like I would encourage him to keep at it. I would give him some motivation and like some encouragement as far as what he's doing. So looking at yourself as a beginner and doing the same thing, like thinking about yourself as a nine-year-old learning how to track macros, you know, give yourself some grace, give yourself some encouragement and motivation. Like if you had a kid that was learning a new skill, you wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, you should just quit. <laughs> Like you would do your best to encourage them to stay at it. So if you're somebody who has given up macros after a week or two, I encourage you to go back and give it another try and look at it from a different lens. Like look at it from um, a real beginner, you know, somebody learning a new skill. Related to being a beginner, I think it's okay to start slow with macros and almost 
lower your expectations as far as what you are able to do. I think a lot of people go into macros thinking that they have to hit, hit their macros every single day and they have to hit that protein goal, the carb goal, the fat goal. With our clients, with our one-on-one clients, a lot of times we start them just with protein. And personally, I have been on this macro journey for a long time, but I started tracking them again five months ago and it took me five months to get consistent with hitting my protein goal. So it took some time. And I'm somebody that's been doing this macro thing for years, but to really make sustainable changes that actually last, it's gonna take some time. So to think that you're gonna go from not really ever tracking macros to tracking them perfectly overnight or just in a couple weeks, I would give yourself a much bigger time frame, like three months, four months, six months. I mean, think about where you would be in six months if you gave yourself that non-judgment, that grace, um, that patience with yourself, like how much better you would be at tracking macros if you gave yourself that time. So don't be so hard on yourself and yeah, just do it again and again and be okay with not being great at it at the beginning. So when it comes to starting slow, I think it's okay to start with protein. Like I was saying, get consistent with the protein hitting 100 grams a day. I feel like that is a nice benchmark for a lot of our clients. Hit that 100 grams of protein every single day consistently before you add in the other macros. And the way we do it with our one-on-one clients for the most part is we start with protein. Once they've gotten consistent with protein, we move them on to their calorie goal a lot of times, like being 100 plus or minus on their calories. Then we often move to fiber because fiber is really important for your gut health, for feeling satisfied, um, for a million different reasons. So we try to get fiber into our clients. And a lot of times when you're hitting your fiber goal, you're consuming a lot of whole foods. I mean, that's where you get fiber from, from fruits and veggies and whole grains and things like that. So we typically go protein, calories, fiber, and then we'll add in the carbs and the fat at the end. So it really depends on the client, but being okay with starting slow, I think that really sets your expectations that, you know, you're doing things step by step instead of going all in and trying to hit all three macros every single day, all the time, and feeling like crap when you don't do it. So commit to what you can be successful with, you know, start with the protein. And I mean, like I said, took me five months to get consistent with that. Now I can hit my protein goal, no problem for the most part, but yeah, it took me a while to get there. There were some days I did it, some days I didn't, but I just kept trucking along and did my best to stay consistent. The next tip I have for you is allowing for flexibility. And I think a lot of times people go into macros and see them as restrictive or just not having that flexibility. And I think if you use them in the right way or a responsible way, you will see that being flexible with the macros is what is going to help you be more consistent. So as I like to say to our clients, the more imperfect you are with your diet, the more consistent you can be. Because I do think striving for that perfection or having that black and white thinking can really throw you off. And I think a lot of times the default is doing nothing because you can't do it perfectly. So building in some flexibility is what can actually help you be consistent in the long run. So what I'm talking about when it comes to flexibility is something like starting with that protein goal, like giving yourself 100 grams as your goal per day, 
or what we do and or what we do with our one-on-one clients is we often give them a range for their different macros and their calorie goals. So instead of hitting 120 grams of protein on the dot every single day, we give them a range of, you know, 110 to 130. So, you know, we're not robots. We don't eat the exact same way every single day. So to think that you have to eat 120 grams every single day to be successful, it's just not realistic and it's not how our bodies work and it's not how we eat from day to day, but giving somebody that range of 110 to 130 can make them feel a lot more consistent because they're getting enough protein and they're ending up in that range and they can check it off the box as, or check off the box as far as hitting their macro goals go. But you can do this for your calorie range. So a lot of times we're giving our clients a plus or minus hundred calories as their calorie range. So if your calorie range is 2000 calories, your range is 1900 to 2100 and falling within that calorie range is what is going to make you successful. It's not hitting your calories on the dot every single day. I feel like that actually kind of makes you crazy. For a lot of our clients, we actually give them ranges for protein, carbs, fiber, and their calories. So it gives them a decent amount of wiggle room while also giving them some sort of bumpers like bumper bowling to keep them on track as far as their choices go. Because macros should guide what you are eating. They should not necessarily dictate exactly what you're eating. So I think having those ranges does give you a good amount of flexibility that you can eat kind of how you want with some tweaks, you know, with the help of some macros to guide your choices. Um, but it helps you keep you way more consistent than trying to do things things perfectly and having you get frustrated and just give up. Another way that you can allow for some more flexibility is picking certain days of the week to track your macros and certain days to have quote unquote off. And I think this works for a lot of our clients who are busy or maybe they don't love macros, but they like know that they need to track something just to help them be more aware and help them get to their goals. So a few of our clients track Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and those three days they are paying attention to their macros, putting them in an app and just being really aware of their choices. And then on their off days, they are just eating how they kind of eat on the days that they track. So repeating meals or doing kind of the same things on the day that they don't track. So it's not to say that they're not aware of their food choices on their off days. It's just that they're kind of like repeating what they were doing on their tracking day. So it does give them a little bit of a break, but there is still some built-in accountability there that you are committing to tracking Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, but giving you that flexibility that you have days quote unquote off um, where you don't have to track every single thing. Personally, my favorite way to track macros that allows some flexibility is that I track breakfast, lunch, and snacks, and then I just give myself a calorie range for dinner, dinner and dessert. So a lot of times by the end of the day, I'll give myself I don't know, six, seven, 800 calories that are remaining at the end of the day. And that's for my dinner and dessert. And a lot of times I'll track all day and then I just won't track dinner. But in theory, whatever I'm choosing for dinner and my dessert are fitting within those calories for the day. And of course I keep an eye on my protein goal. That is something that I prioritize, but I'm not tracking every little thing that I'm consuming. And it does keep me kind of consistent because during the day I'm doing what I need to do, you know, getting my protein in 
having balanced meals. And then I just leave myself that calorie range. And honestly, like that flexibility is what keeps me consistent. And real quick related to that last tip is committing to what you can be successful with. So if you know yourself, you know, you don't want to spend the time quote unquote, hitting your macros every single day, like just pick what you can be successful with. I think that's a really great place to start. So starting with the protein goal and then layering things on once you are consistent with that protein goal, then add in the calorie goal or then add in the fiber goal, like pick what you can be consistent with and stick with that. And once you feel really good about it, really confident with it, move on to something else. Like you don't have to do it all at once. And then finally, the last tip I have for you is coming up with a half dozen ish meals that are macro balanced that you like that work for you that are quick to throw together and writing them down on a piece of paper, you know, including them in the notes app in on your phone, but having these kind of like go-to meals that when you don't know what to eat, you don't feel like cooking, like, you know, you want to hit your macros or, you know, track something, but like, you don't want to make a big deal about it. Have these go-to meals ready to go. So for me, a lot of times it includes canned tuna or high protein pasta or some ground beef or something like that. Things that are really quick and easy to throw together. Um, a lot of times I'm pairing it with frozen veggies <laughs> or some beans or things that really don't require a lot of cooking. I also like eggs. Eggs are really easy. Rice, things like that. But come up with a handful of these really go-to meals that are pretty macro balanced that you can rely on again and again because yeah, that consistency piece a lot of times comes down to convenience and what is easy. Because yeah, when you're tired, you don't have things meal prepped. It just gets harder and harder. So if you have a few of these meals ready to go, you know, you have these things in your pantry or freezer, it's going to make it so much easier for you to be consistent. So if this video really resonated with you and you're curious about macros, or you just need a little jumpstart as far as what to do with the macros, I have an amazing freebie for you. It's called my ultimate guide to tracking macros for weight loss. And like I said, totally free. It's 16 pages long. It is loaded with all sorts of resources to get you going on calculating your macros, adjusting your macros, resources for helping you figure out what to eat, when to eat, recipe ideas. It has got so much in there and all you have to do is sign up via the link in the notes here and I will send it right to your inbox. So if you enjoyed this video, you appreciated these tips, please take a second to like this video and subscribe so you don't miss future